It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. I hope that you are excited for the Sharks to take on well, the two-time defending champs. This is who everybody wants to be in the NHL, and even Bob Bugner said as much, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the program. As always, we are going to start out with a look at the standings, the San Jose Sharks, Currently sitting at fourth place in the Pacific Division, 21, 18, and 2, 44 points. Two points clear of Calgary, one point back of LA, three points back of Anaheim, and six points back of first place Vegas. If we go take a look at the wild card standings, the Sharks are still occupying that second spot in the Western Conference, 44 points, five back of first place wild card team Minnesota. For the Sharks, they've got a big, big challenge in front of them tonight going up against Tampa. And this is really kicking off a set of scheduling for the Sharks that is as brutal as it gets. Home versus Tampa, on the road against Washington on Wednesday night. Then Saturday, they are going to be at Florida. Then on Sunday, they are going to be home at Carolina. And then we go with one more game at Tampa before they get a little bit of time off. They're back at it making up games against Edmonton on the 14th and 17th versus Vancouver, 20th versus Vegas. So the Sharks will get roughly two weeks time between the 1st and the 14th to get a little bit of a look at their game. And it's interesting to look at this game tonight because it comes on the heels of a game where the Sharks against the Kraken. I thought if there was one complaint that I had, and I know that I'm sure there, there are many complaints we could have had, it's just they were not taking advantage of so many opportunities that they were given to them. And if you've heard me on Morning Tide, I've talked about this time and time again, you are not a good enough offensive team to not make good on the chances like that that you are given. And so if those chances do present themselves, you have got to score. You've got to be good enough in the moment to put that puck in the back of the net. And I know that there's no 100% type scenario that the Sharks are going to rack up, you know, where they bury everything. However, you need to be better than what you are. And I think that goes beyond the top six. I think you have to look at the second six in terms of some depth as well because the Sharks have not gotten as much from their second six as they would have otherwise liked to. But I think you also look at players like Jonathan Dolan and you also look at players like Noah Greger, whether they're on the top six or on the second six. They're guys that are getting opportunities, but they're not making good on it. And, you know, we can talk about Eric Carlson as well because he missed a really good look early in the game. Uh, on Thursday nights and he's out for tonight because he's got an injury and we'll get into that more in a second but you've got to get better offensive production. Curtis Pashelka of the Mercury tweeted this out the other day and it's staggering. He says Hurdle, Meyer, Balsers and Barabanov have now combined for 16 goals in the last eight games. The other Sharks forwards have combined for four. I mean, that's relatively damning if I've heard anything that's damning in recent memory. That just shows you that how concentrated the production has been for the Sharks and how they need other guys to step up and get back out there and have a high level of play. And it's 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 
it's staggering. I mean, you would think there would just be more balance overall, but that's where the Sharks are right now. They're leaning on a lot of young guys. They're leaning on a lot of guys that are not, you know, a- as high caliber as their, as their top guys. I mean, you would expect more production from Logan Couture, but at the same time, I think he's got a ton of responsibility out there on the ice. So it's something that we, we see right before us. There's no denying that the offensive production is relatively limited to a certain set of guys right now and that other guys need to come up with these goals. Like I said, Nieto is another one, along with Gregor and along with Jonathan Dahl and guys who are creating good looks and not getting those goals. And if the Sharks can do that, they've got a good chance against a team like Tampa because the Sharks can play with anybody in the NHL. I, I have no doubt of that. Even without Eric Carlson, they've been without Eric Carlson before. They've been without any number of stars this year and still been able to rack up high-quality performances. The point is you have even less of a margin for error against a team like Tampa because they are so good. So if you are given that opportunity, you got to make sure it's buried or you got to have other guys making and creating those chances or else the Sharks are going to be in a bad way against a highly, highly talented Tampa team. I mean, these guys, when I've watched them play over the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs when we get to see a better look at all of them, but when I watch them play, I see a team that of all of all the teams in the recent memory that have been multiple champions, we can talk about Pittsburgh, we can talk about L.A., we can talk about Chicago, you know, bring up any number of teams you want to talk about. But the way the Tampa has played, I mean, they are just scary good. And if you go back a year before the pandemic when they flamed out in the first round, that team could have easily won it all as well. They could be three-time defending champions right now, and I don't think that's hyperbolic. I think that they are an exceptionally good team. I think they have exceptional balance. I think they have exceptional players on all facets of the game and on the ice, and the Sharks have a huge challenge in front of them tonight. I don't think it's such a bad matchup that they are going to get blown out, but I do think the Sharks need to play their best game. They need to be locked in. They need to keep their foot on the gas. They need to do all the things they've done well in previous games against good teams and maybe a little bit more because this is a high, high caliber team that they need to be able to respond with a high caliber performance. And if they do, then good. They'll be able to get themselves a high quality win. But if they don't, then you could be looking at a bad night from the Sharks. So it's a tough, tough challenge. And, of course, that challenge got that much harder when we learned earlier today from head coach Bob Bugner that Eric Carlson is dealing with another upper body injury. This is what he had to say. Uh, no, he's not going to play tonight. Um, I think you could probably tell last game that he wasn't 100%, wasn't feeling uh, 100%. We tried to muscle through it. Um, and, you know, just you can't go today. So uh, um, he'll be reevaluated and uh, – Calling it day-to-day right now, but definitely out for the game tonight. And, of course, there is the question of how the Sharks are going to deal with the absence of Eric Carlson because we know that in a game like Tampa, who has so much talent, you need to counter that with your own talent, but it does fall back on the idea that the Sharks have been doing these challenges and dealing with these sort of circumstances all year long. Well, Simmer will go in, and, and you know, obviously I, I liked, even I know we went one for six the other night, but I thought our power play is, you know, our, the looks we're getting and the way we're snapping it around, that's probably going to be, you know, along with the heavy minutes he plays, it's going to be a loss. But, uh, you, you know, we, uh, Mike Murphy's got to step it up a little bit on the second unit and help us out there. I think that, uh, um, you know, we'll go four forwards of Burnsy at the top on uh, our first unit. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be more ice time for guys. Uh, Simmer back in and, and, you know, Pickles and, and Megs and, and uh, you know, Merck's going to have to, to play more and, and give us their best. And I think with Ryan Merkley, we're all a little bit more drawn to him because he is more of an offense-first guy, and I think that you see a little bit more of the potential in his game. But, I mean, I think there's no better 
time than the here and now for these guys like Ryan Merkley to really make their case for what they can be for the future of the Sharks. I, I think that that is that's what you need from all these young guys. It's not about showing the potential per se. It's about being ready in the here and now in a game like this where Carlson's going to be out, where you're going up against the best team in the NHL over the past couple of years. You got to show that you're closer to ready than not. You got to be able to guy be a guy who can come in and make an impact, even if you're not quote unquote the guy that was going to be a starting D-man for the Sharks out of camp. They drafted Ryan Merkley high for a reason. They think his game has a lot of potential, and I think we've seen a lot of that potential. But at this point, you got to see more now, and it's never going to be more needed than a game like tonight against a team like Tampa. And that doesn't just go for a Ryan Merkley. That goes for other guys out there on the Sharks as well, particularly a guy like Jonathan Dolan, who I've said time and time again, you love the chance creation. He's just not finishing where he, he was earlier in the year. And now Bugner's got him up on that top line. To be honest with you, it's more about trying to get a little more balance on Kucha's line. And, and uh, you know, Tommy and Timo seem to have a real good chemistry right now. And they're two big, powerful guys. And I think, you know, we had bolsters on that line. It worked. We had Bear Bonoff on that line. It worked. Um, so, you know, trying to give Kucha a little more, uh, uh, you know, puck possession on his, on his line. Um, you know, and the fact that, yeah, hopefully, you know, that line keeps going and Dally, uh, Dally catches a little bit of fire, but uh, more than anything, it's just for a little more balance in our lines. Hopefully we'll have Rudy back on Wednesday's game in, in Washington, um, you know, and we'll see where that goes. Dolan also spoke to the media earlier today after morning skate, and he offered this when talking about what he can potentially do on that top line. I mean, obviously two, two amazing players that have had a great success and uh, uh, they've been playing really well. So I'm uh, just going to try and, and fit in and, uh, and do my work, drive the net, and work hard and, and uh, try to create some space for, for those guys. And Bob Bugner talked about Dolan and his ability to get inside and how he needs to do that more at this point of the year like he was doing earlier in the year if he is going to have more sustained success going forward. I think that's uh, a lot of our forwards are guilty of that sometimes. I think, you know, we always talk about how important getting to the blue paint is and being inside and, and being around the net. And, uh, you know, Dally's working hard. Um you know, I thought he had a chance last game. I know it bobbled a little bit in the slot, went sort of on his backhand. But, uh, um, you know, he's doing a lot of good things. Even on the first uh, Gregor chance, second shift of the game, uh, Dally got inside on the forecheck, won that 50-50 puck and ended up getting to Gregor right in the slot, which was maybe one of our better chances of the game. So there's some good things happening. I think sometimes uh, um, as you go through the season, you go through ups and downs and, and a little bit of puck luck. And, um you know, I mean, he's one of our better offensive players. And I think that, uh, um, you know, maybe sometimes a little change of scenery, different line is, is uh, uh, something a lot of guys need. And I'm all for that. Do whatever you have to do to change things up to get more offensive production out of the Sharks right now, because we are 41 games in. The Sharks have mostly been hovering around 500. They haven't dropped beneath it, which is very, very good news. But at the same time, they have not exactly separated themselves and shown themselves to be world beaters. They have shown themselves to be inconsistent at best. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad team, but they are not consistently a good team. So that's kind of what it falls down to with the Sharks right now. You're looking at a team that you don't know what you're going to get from one game to the next, which is one of the reasons I'm not going to be surprised if they do show up tonight and you know look like one of the best teams in the NHL because they're constantly capable of it. Um, in terms of where we are now at the halfway mark, 41 games in there's 41 games left 20 of those games I believe going off the top of my head are going to be against Pacific Division opponents so you have opportunity in front of you and Bob Bugner did weigh in on the team and where they are at the quote-unquote halfway mark well obviously we want to score more goals it's that's number one I think uh, what I like is is um, you know our uh, 
team defense, how we collapse, how we don't give a lot of inner slot chances. That's a big improvement. Um, you know, our PK strong, our power play, you know, is getting better, but needs to get a little more improved, improved, sorry. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we, we did a 40 game uh, analytic report the other day and we sat down as a staff with their analytic team and we went over every single category and, uh, you know, where, where we can improve and, um, you know, what we're strong at and, and just identify things. And, you know, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things that improved, but at the end of the day, um, I guess the number one thing would be trying to create more offense and, uh, and possession and the other teams end. And a lot of that comes down to uh, sometimes it comes down to a little bit of systems, but you know, there's also some personnel and uh, you know, our guys are playing hard um, and, 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 you know, we're, we're out competing most teams on, on a nightly basis and we're keeping scoring chances down. I agree with Bob on the outplaying the competition or out competing, however he wants to, to phrase it. But the problem is, is they are not, winning those games where they've outperformed or outplayed or outcompeted or however you want to phrase it. They've not gotten the wins many, many times. They've been on the wrong side of the scoreboard. And listen, you can outcompete all you want, but if you're not executing, then that's going to cost you a game. And for the Sharks, the execution obviously comes in the form of goals versus no goals. And we've heard Bugner talk about the fact that they want to get more goals. And we've heard him talk about the fact that, you know, they need to finish He's shaking up the lines, trying to get something to happen. He's coaching his butt off. He's trying to create more opportunity for guys. He's trying to put them in a situation to, to succeed. Sometimes I know that Bob Bugner would probably not say it as such, but sometimes you got to throw it against the wall to see what sticks. I believe that in sports that can sometimes be the answer when you've tried all the things that would quote unquote make sense. It's like, okay, shuffle the lines. See if there's chemistry that you didn't see before. See if there's a guy who's going to perform with two guys that you didn't think he was performing well enough previously, or maybe now there's a chance that it'll be better. And like, I I don't know what exactly it's going to turn into, but I do know that you have to try because if you keep on doing the same thing over and over to the same result of not scoring enough goals, well, guess what? That's the definition of insanity. Maybe not the goals specifically, but if you do the same thing over and over and you're expecting change, That's how you fall out of contention very, very fast. Uh, One of the interesting points that Bugner made while speaking earlier today was talking about using Tampa Bay as a blueprint. Yeah, it's exactly right. I think that, you know, we know Tampa Bay over the years, how talented they were until they, uh, you know, until they got guys on their on their bottom six that bought in and, and were all in in those roles is when they started having success. And, you know, as much skills they have, uh, as you know, Eddie, I think this is a team that we did a big study on over the summer. And, and, and to be honest, we copycatted a lot of their stuff, duplicated a lot of their stuff. How they play defense is really, um, that's what we developed our systems out of, you know, collapsing, um, you know, I think uh, being more physical down low, um, where we want our, you know, even on our breakouts, um, you watch Tampa Bay, they may do a little better job than us of, you know, getting getting it out the weak side, but anytime there's a strong side situation and, and it's a chip in and, and your partner goes back for it, there's all five guys in that quadrant. They share it out. Um, they're, they're the best in the league at it. So, um, you know, people don't give them enough credit about how hard they play defensively, how well they break out of their end. Um, that's, that's part of the battle and that's why they're so good offensively. They don't spend a lot of time down there when they do, they, uh, they don't give you much. So, um, you're right. And that's, that's everybody buying in, not just your skilled guys, but, uh, you know, they got guys that can muck it up and you, you look at their, uh, supposedly their third line tonight, uh, uh Belmar and, and uh, Maroon and, and Corey Perry. Um, there's guys, you know, that have won Stanley cups that are, uh, you know, that are just willing to 
play a simple game and get pucks behind you and grind you down. And, and, uh, um, and that's what makes them successful. And I completely see and understand the aspirational nature of looking at that team and wanting the Sharks to be like that because you'd be a fool to not want your team to perform like Tampa Bay. And it's just interesting because that, I mean, that's what I appreciate about Bob Bugner is that he gives a lot of very succinct and clear insight in terms of what he's thinking about, what he's looking at, what he thinks about the opposition. And I think that, you know, not every coach in the NHL is going to be like that. And I think that while we do get these insights from him, it is that much more of a fascination and that much more of a, you know, you get an appreciation of the way that Bugner looks at the game. And I think that one of the things that he always looks at is a team's compete level. It's not just about the talent. It's about how much everybody from top to bottom, wants to get those wins. And I think that's one of the things that Bob Bugner's uh, system is dependent upon. And that's why I think that the Sharks can play with anybody. But I think they're still at a point where when they are playing their best game, then, yeah, they can hang with anybody. But if they are not playing their best game, they have that little bit of a collapse. And sometimes that collapse can snowball on them. We haven't seen a lot of that lately because I think that mostly the Sharks have been playing some pretty good hockey. But when they have trouble it seems like they can kind of get out of hand in a real hurry it's it's the whole response to adversity which this year is definitely better than it was last year but it's still something that they are working on to get better and it's something that i'm going to consistently watch with this san jose sharks team because that's that the mindset is as much as the performance on the ice and i know that sounds counterintuitive but when you have a team that can fall behind and come back, that's going to go a long way in getting you a win. And right now, the Sharks are a front-running team. When they score first, things are usually going to go pretty well for them. I don't know that they'll win, but it'll be a very good game for them. You know, it it's not always going to happen that way, though. Even if you're a very good team, you are going to fall behind because you're going up against the best players in the world, and you're going up against great teams that are coached by great minds. You've got to have an answer for when you do fall behind, whether it's by a goal or two. And the Sharks have had good responses in some games this year, but oftentimes if they get behind early, things can definitely snowball on them. And yeah, we have seen great performances from the Sharks' top six, but what about that second six? We looked at that and, and, you know, we actually talked to to, to Benino's line this morning about, you know, um, reading off each other a little more in the offensive zone. I mean, they do a good job of getting pucks back on the four check. And then, you know, it's sort of a one and done situation. And, uh, um, you know, for me, all, all, all that bottom six, I think is, is they do a, a good job of managing pucks and getting them behind teams, but, uh, um, it's, it's reading off each other a little more. It's being heavier on pucks. It's, uh, um, not looking for the perfect play all the time. And, 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 you know, have, looking for that slot chance. You got to create that slot chance, but getting ugly and, and getting shot volume and, and picking up your seconds and thirds. I think that, uh, um, you know, it's hard for those guys to, you know, looking for that perfect chance all the time. It's not going to happen. So the stage is set for a big night. No Eric Carlson. You're looking at Jonathan Dolan working on a new line. You're looking at the second six being challenged by their coach. You're looking at Ryan Merkley being challenged by his coach. You're looking at some good storylines going into this game. You're also looking at the best team in the NHL over the past couple of years. So it's definitely a huge challenge. Like that, that's, I'm sure that's how Bob Bugner is framing this. But I think he's also saying that if they can rise up to the challenge, that they could probably beat them. Because, I, again, we've seen it many times this year. The Sharks can hang with the best teams in the NHL. I have no doubt about that. But it's how they start, how they respond, how well they can really do what they do well against a team that Tampa that does what the Sharks want to do in a lot of ways that much better. Are the Sharks going to be able to throw a team like that off their game and be able to get a high-level performance? And, you know, it's in your own house. 
I think that also helps, and I think that a lot of people are going to be excited to see a, a team like Tampa come in and want to see the Sharks do well. And I think that if you get a loud, boisterous environment in your own building going up against a team that, I mean, Tampa knows how it goes. When you are the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got a target on your back, and I'm sure that they are used to the entirety of the NHL going right at them, and I expect nothing less from the Sharks tonight. Big challenge, but also one they're capable of. So I'm excited to see this one go down tonight. You judge yourself off the best to get the best analysis of where you really are as a team. That wraps it up. I'll see you all on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.